Welcome to the Red Pill. On today's episode, we have our special guest, Stephanie, aka Stilettos and Pearls of Red Pill Women. And we're live. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Good. So we spoke a while back and we've been working towards setting up some sort of interview slash uh, perhaps a regular show. And I wanted you on today just so we can kind of get a feel for, let the audience know who you are. Sounds good. You want me so to who talk? are you? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Who <laughs> am I? Um, my name is Stephanie. I have been moderating and participating on RPW for a couple years now. Um, I'm old, post-wall old lady. Uh, <laughs> so I have some life experience behind me. I'm married to a wonderful man. We've been married for quite a few years now, but we've been together for over a decade. Uh, we, we did a whole lot of things that go against the traditional RPW grain. So I have a lot of experience in the good and bad. Um, met him when I was 24. We moved in together real fast. We have been together ever since. We have a really solid relationship, but we worked through a lot of things. I did all of the shit testing that TRP talks about, all of the second guessing him. And eventually we hit a point where I kind of had to look around and say, I, I love my husband. I love this man. I want to keep this relationship. What do I need to do to do that? Um, and things have been great since then. And we now have a beautiful little girl and a house in the suburbs and, you know, the whole American dream, I guess. I am at work. I bring my baby to work, so I don't do the stay-at-home mom thing, but I get to spend all my time with her anyway, so I have that. Um, and then I, I moderate on the side. Well, that's that's a lot. It's a handful. <laughs> um, it is. So how was it that you found the community in the first place? Um, I came to it from an interest in kind of an anti-feminism stance. So I was actually reading some different conservative literature, anti-feminist literature, and Amazon Books recommended to me something called The Alpha Bitch's Guide to Men and Marriage. <laughs> and I do not necessarily think of myself as an alpha bitch, but I was like, but it had the same author who did some other work with somebody else that I was reading. So I was like, all right, I'll pick this up. Um, and it kind of dovetailed in with a lot of RPW and what they talk about. And my husband actually pointed out that it exists. And he still to this day won't tell me if he's ever participated on TRP. He swears he is not, but he knew RPW existed. So I don't know. Um, that may just be his private little secret. And I kind of started getting involved in there. And at the point that I joined, I had corrected a lot of my bad behaviors. Um, but it was all in keeping with things that I had experienced personally, things, relationship dynamics that I watched growing up with my parents because my mother was definitely... Uh, a ball buster, I guess. Um, and, you know, and I just kind of stuck around the community and, and hope that I can 
help people who are where I was. So I guess the first question people are going to want to ask uh, is, has the subreddit improved your relationship? Yes. I Even though I think I came to it having fixed a lot of stuff, I think that in a lot of ways it keeps me honest. Hmm. Um, and just having that community of women where it's not okay to be bad-mouthing your man because that is just such a common way that women talk. And ha keeping the idea that, you know, sex is important, even if, you know, when I was pregnant, that was a really tough thing. But keeping in mind that this is something that keeps relationships together and, and just having the women around me talking about that. And, you know, my husband knows my account, so sometimes he even keeps me honest. Where He'll say, you know, you're saying all the right things online, but you're not really acting like that in real life. So um, and it helps me tweak my behavior. I'm not perfect. I still slip up. I still can be a nag. Um, we were we moved into a house that needed a lot of work and we I have no kitchen right now. And it is. Ooh wearing on me but you know I, I try my best and kind of sticking around rpw knowing that these behaviors will kill relationships are, are keeping my nagging to a minimum um I, I can't say that i've been good on that one but i'm i'm, I'm working on it that's fair uh, so speaking of other authors uh and other content creators you might be interested we're going to do an interview uh coming up in the near future with Karen Strawn. Girl writes what? Oh, cool. So it'd be really cool if we could have you on because I think you guys might uh, might have a lot of synergy there. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Um, I like her. So and so when you found the community, you kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, so what was it that clicked that made you think it was right for you? I don't know. I'm Part of it was just an approach to relationships from a, a non-feminist stance. I, my mom is not a woman who ever had feminism necessarily as part of her belief structure. My parents got married really young, but she did all of the and still does all of the nagging. And you know, you and she's she's the leader of the household, hmm. and you learn that. And then. Go, so I, I had that growing up and I knew I didn't like it, but you obviously learn these behaviors. And so I was trying to unlearn them. And, you know, the red pill really lines out, lays out how much of a problem that is. So that clicked a lot. And coming at it from this perspective of, what we're told on TV, what we're told is okay through college. I mean, I took gender studies classes in college, so I kind of laugh a little bit at the people that say, oh, well, feminism is not this. And I'm like, well, I, I sat in those classes. I know what feminism is. I know what it's talking about. I know what they're teaching. Um, so that aspect of it and kind of being told or, or having a place to express that this is really not the way it has to be and it's not necessarily what's normal and it's not necessarily what works for us um i it had a little 
tangential side interest in evolutionary psychology for a while, which I've kind of put to the side now, but it really that ties in with what we talk about on the red pill a lot. So it just was all a whole lot of things that were really relevant to my life and fit with the other aspects that I was interested in at the time. Um, and just, I, I don't even know that it was in, I don't know. I, I want to say it was a niche, but like it's reality. It's everything being pulled together without this feminist level of do whatever you want. Life is good. And, um, you know, I, I kind of lived with that for a few years and had that, had myself surrounded by that, especially had a lot of gay friends who have that influence where they're definitely telling you do whatever you want. I can't tell you the number of times that I had gay men saying, oh, you should just go sleep with him, throw the guy a bone. And I look back on that and I think like, who says that? Who acts like that? And it's very much a difference in male behavior and female behavior. But after being told we're the same, you know, it, at right. the time, and I, I don't think that I ever actually did sleep with the guys when the gay men told me to. One was like the father of a friend. And they're going, oh, you know, he's divorced and he needs something. Go, go throw the guy a bone. No. But they don't appreciate that women are not men. And I was told for so long that women and men are the same that it didn't even strike me then as odd. So coming to Red Pill Women, being able to say, no, men and women are different. And here are things that men actually need in a relationship. And here are things that women need in a relationship. And it's okay that we're different because we work together was like a, a breath of fresh air. Um, it allowed me to relax into my relationship and it allowed me a community where I, I had people who were thinking and saying the same things. So the synergy, it sounds more like also that you arrived at the community through an amalgam of different experiences, which is different from a lot of guys when they arrive at the, 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 the male centric version of the community. Typically they get here through some sort of catastrophic event, got cheated on, divorced, stuff like that. So it's it's really interesting seeing the the juxtaposition of how people are arriving at these different uh, these different focal points. It's just I, th I find it interesting. Yeah, I I think you can go through life as a woman and not have to figure any of this out and kind of be okay. It's, more women are having trouble settling down, finding guys, and getting married. But it's not everyone by far. And I, I, you know, talk about my parents a lot. They're still married. And I don't think they're terrifically unhappy, but I think that they both would have been happier if their dynamic was a little bit different over the years. Um, but, you know, they, They've been married for 40 years, I think. So you can get through life as a woman without ever necessarily having to find that, oh yeah, we're, it, we're not all equal. And it, I think kitsch in the face more as a guy. Well, I think what you were saying before also, it keys in onto, onto uh, how high divorce rates have gotten. Yeah. So clearly people aren't happy. If they were, this wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the case. There's also elements of like you were talking about with the evolutionary psychology kicking in. Um, there's elements we could talk about that in a future video uh, 
things to manage going into relationships to, if you want to do the long-term thing, there's things you need to be mindful of to moderate. Otherwise they can really ruin the relationship. Yeah. Um, what was the other one we were going to ask about? Uh, we sort of talked about this before the show. So what prompted you to want to become a moderator? I know that there was some drama, but that's aside from <laughs> uh, that. I mean, the, the the drama that happened was like well before my time. So I wouldn't even say it was that. Um, it's just really a community that I believe can offer good things to women. Um, and so I was asked to do it, I, I think at a time that they were just, they needed somebody and, there were some trolls floating around and I had been spending a lot of time there. I had been contributing a lot and I really just think that it is a worthwhile endeavor. And if I could do something to keep it going, then all the better. Um, if I could do something to clear out some of the nonsense, then all the better. Uh -oh. We lost your video there for a second. Yeah, I was hoping that if I turned off all of my everything on the computer, that would help. Uh-oh. Well, we lost her temporarily. She'll be back. This happened before. Don't worry about that. Do you? I don't see me. Well, so those are just rejoining us uh, or just joining us. Well, we'll snip it right here. Yeah. So, and we're back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie's having some technical difficulties on her end. It, this happened before. Don't worry about it. It's a It's a Wi-Fi thing. <laughs> um, so Stephanie is today's guest. She is the moderator of one of the moderators of Red Pill Women. And yeah, so we've just been talking a little bit about her origin story, where she's from, how she arrived at Red Pill Women. And can you kind of recap what you were just saying? Uh, you got cut off there for a second. Why you think it's a worthwhile endeavor? I do. I think the community has something to can you see me because i can't see me um, um it's fine okay i think the community has something to offer women i think that it is what a lot of women are looking for and don't know how to find because it's not some of it goes against our nature like i said I, my mom didn't ever believe in feminism that was not any school of thought that you know I ever heard come from her but the nagging is still part of how her and my dad interact um she she would be so annoyed if she heard me talking about this um but I think that you know there's there's jokes from forever ago about nagging wives so that's just part of female nature where that's something we have to learn to curb I think that talking negatively about your partner is something that I don't know if that is female nature or the society we live in, but it's not good. And having a place that it's better to look at yourself and take responsibility for yourself. And, and yeah, maybe he's got his faults too, but that doesn't mean that you can't look and say, yes, but what's my part of it? Um, and that's not common. And so to me, having RPW be there and thrive and, you know, 
kind of keeping it cleaned up and accessible to whoever wants to find it is is just a valuable task. So speaking of value, so what are some values or what are things that you think RPW adds to a relationship that enhances things? Like what are some of the key aspects of the community that you think people need to learn? So I think to, to jump off of what I was just saying, I think looking at your own behaviors and yourself, and there are not many places that you can go and say, I'm having problems in my relationship and be told, well, what are you doing? And, ask, and be asked to self-reflect because it is so much easier to say, oh, I hear what you're saying as you're complaining about your partner and it sounds like he's terrible. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of that myself with friends. I have a friend who's a participant on RPW and we talk sometimes and I have to be careful because I know her husband and, you know, and she knows mine. And if we have complaints, because sometimes you do want to vent, it's really so easy to slip into, oh, he's terrible. I can't believe he did that instead of, well, take a step back and what did I do? Um, there have been times where <laughs> we, we've complained and you know, I come back the next day and said, oh my gosh, I got my period. It wasn't him at all, it was just me. And when everywhere that you are surrounded with is saying, it's him, it's him, it's him, that's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy dynamic. And so just having this community that says, no, look to yourself first is such a difference. And I think that is a great start for any relationship is, yes, other people have problems, but what are you doing? because we are not perfect. Um, I think that we are fed this equality above all and men and women are different. And I remember just being so shocked at the idea that what I want sexually and what my husband wants sexually mesh rather than are the same thing. Like I used to feel guilty and lazy <laughs> and I, I that he laughs at that but you know you're so used to being told we're equal you should be doing the same thing you should not expect anything that you're not willing to give um that the idea that men and women want to bring different things to the table is a powerful idea and helps for relationships to be much smoother if you find the dynamic that works for you. Um, the idea that respect is so important to men, as opposed to, you know, I, there's a book um, for women only, where they took surveys of a whole bunch of different men and they, talk about what the commonalities are with how men treat relationships. And they, they did one for women too, after For Women Only Blew Up. And one of the things they asked men was, 
do you, would you rather be respected with no love or love with no respect? And most men said they would, they vastly prefer respect without love. And I, I think the idea, and then, then she goes on to explain in the book that it's more that the signs of respect and on RPW, we talk a lot about submission, which is like such a complicated topic and loaded word. Oh, I can imagine. Um, yes but it's really that's kind of how you show that respect to me um men want to know that you think that they are awesome and you trust their judgment and you have faith in them and what we call submission is really just showing those things it's it's trusting him trusting his judgment saying, I believe in you, I think you can do it. And it gets blown into this whole, I'm not lesser, I'm not weak, I'm not, you know, any of these things that people freak out when they hear the word submission. But again, I think that we don't understand how important respect is. And then you get the feminist types that come in and say, oh, well, I want to be respected too. And obviously that is some aspect of every relationship. You know, if he's treating you like crap, you don't stay with him, but a woman wants to be loved and cherished. And that looks different from a man wanting to be respected. I think you're just touching on something that reminds me of uh, a book Kath Athol K made. Uh, he's done a lot of writings too. And it was uh, the captain and first officer model where the man, the husband was, or the boyfriend was the captain of the ship. And then the wife or girlfriend is the, the first officer. And that, you need to be able to have a reciprocal relationship, but ultimately someone has to take responsibility and have a final say. Because if you never come to a consensus, you're just going to have animosity, resentment, and we lost her temporarily. So you'll have animosity, resentment, and there'll be a lot of problems. Yeah, I keep Are you back? Uh, sort of. I keep trying to hit okay. this down button and it's not working and that okay. just it. So I'll stop touching things. Okay, so uh, all I was saying was that the captain first officer model is an interesting dynamic because ultimately somebody has to make the call. Someone has to be responsible for the ultimate decision. Even if you don't necessarily agree on the path forward, if you don't, somebody's got to give. And if, in my experience, when it's always the guy deferring, women tend to lose respect or you know what I'm getting at? How it's you just you stop seeing them as uh, a leader, yeah. and that yeah. can have a really negative impact on a relationship. So generally speaking, it's uh, it's almost I wouldn't say almost always better. It generally is better for women to defer to the guy in this context, where if you let the guy take responsibility and be the leader, that more often than not you'll find that you actually respect them more. One because there's that leadership aspect, but it's also kind of taking the it's alleviating you of that responsibility. So there's a relief involved. Is that, is that fair? Yes. And that was how it was for me where I was, I guess, watching my parents, I was raised to feel like I was supposed to always be in control. And, you know, I was straight A student, president of my sorority. Like I always rose to those leadership positions. Hmm. Um, and so, and then you add in the feeling equal, 
like we are all equal we all must be the same and so i felt like i was supposed to bring that sense of leadership and he was also supposed to be in charge of him and his and not like it wasn't like i wanted to be in control of him but you, we ended up butting heads so often where he would say, I want to do this thing. And I have thought about it. And I think my husband is brilliant. It is one of the things that attracted me to him. I, he's, he's smarter than me. And I will say this all the time. I do not think that I am not a smart person because anytime you say, oh, I think he's smarter than me, people jump down. Oh, you need to think better of yourself. I don't think I'm not a smart person, but I think he is smarter than me. Um, except that everything that he wanted to do or planned out or thought through, I had to question just to make sure that it made sense to me and it was the same decision I would make. And I would poke at him to make sure he had thought around every corner of it. And it made him crazy. It made us fight. I didn't understand why we were fighting because I just thought this was us having an equal relationship and me taking responsibility for my part of our decisions. And when I finally just started to stop and trust him a little bit, it is, it's a weight off. It is no more fighting. It is feeling taken care of. Um, he's still like, he, he does think things through. He's yet to fail me. Um, I don't think he's going to and it's just such a, a more relaxed life that I can't believe that I fought it for so long and he's happier uh, because I'm not second guessing him all the time which is what he felt like I didn't feel like I was second guessing him I felt like I was trying to carry my weight he felt like he was being second guessed he hated it, it made him miserable so we're both in positions where we're more relaxed and our relationship is better. I think it goes back to what you were just saying a little bit ago about respect and the deference. Uh, if you're always second guessing him, then it's a challenge, not necessarily a challenge to authority, but it's also it's a show that you don't necessarily trust his decision making skills. Absolutely. So if you're always second guessing, it's like a hen pecking kind of thing. It's like just back up a little bit, give him some space. Let us, let's see what happens. Absolutely. And in a lot of cases, what's the worst that can happen? I, no, I, I can understand if there's a consistent dropping the ball, if he's not rising to the occasion, that there's going to be issues and that'll have long-term consequences. But like right. you're saying, in the short term, if it's just once in a while, there's going to be mistakes. Everybody's human. But if you allow them to have the opportunity to succeed, I think a lot of people will rise to the occasion, especially in relationships. Despite... I mean, we've got a long history of the last what forty years of trying to kind of keep guys in, down in a sense that yeah. it's like what you were talking about earlier, where you saw it with your own family. I've seen it with friends, family, and others, where it's just kind of it's become the new normal to um, I don't want to say henpeck, but oh my gosh, I we were <clears throat> uh, about a year ago now. I was at a gun show and. We were she, one of my girlfriends, her husband, her husband's best friend, and my husband. And the, the guys have all known each other forever, um, which is how we all ended up there together. So I don't even, oh, my, my girlfriend went and sat down while she was waiting to catch up with me because we had gone separately. 
some guy came and tried to sit next to her as she's reading a book and she sort of brushed him away and she was complaining about it a little bit. Nothing major. She's not a, a super like, oh my God, I can't believe a man would talk to me, but it was, she's an introvert. So it was frustrating to her. And her husband's best friend looked at her and said, on behalf of all men, I'm sorry for my gender. And the rest of us were just like, are you kidding me? you didn't do anything. All the rest of the men here didn't do anything. Why are you apologizing for what one guy maybe sort of did? Like, and that is not the only time that I've seen a guy apologize for being a man. The word simp and, comes to mind. What's that? The word simp comes to mind when yeah. I see stuff like that. It's very, it's just, it's so weak. Why would someone do that? It has nothing to do with you. Just mind no. your business. I, I don't, and I think that is the culture that we're in. And yep. I mean, and it just makes me sad because it doesn't make you better to apologize for what you didn't do. Yeah, I agree. So we are at about 30 minutes in. Um, I don't know how much time you've got left. It's going for, yeah. Um, is there anything I mean, else you wanted to uh, talk about? No, I mean, I think we covered a lot. I, I wanted to talk about where we come from on RPW. And I think that sort of that deference and that captain first mate dynamic and just understanding the differences between men and women are really where RPW shines. Um, and, and the self-improvement aspect and the looking at yourself aspect. And all of those topics deserve their own topics. But I think just as kind of a broad overview of where I'm coming from, that that should kind of give you a little snapshot into my thoughts. Absolutely. Well, uh, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up now? For those that don't know, we're planning on doing a weekly call-in show on Wednesdays. Uh, we'll make an announcement at some point in the future. And we will keep you guys informed, look for an announcement, and we will go from there. So I am going to wrap this up. Thank you again for joining me. And we'll get this posted up on to the main uh, YouTube channel shortly. And then we'll also throw a thread up on uh, RPW. Sounds great. All right. Thanks again. Thank you, Joe.